It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The biggest breaking news stories. An outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Good morning to you. It's Friday the 29th of October. You're listening to Breakfast with me, Julia Hartley-Brewer, on Talk Radio. As well as listening, you can, of course, also watch the show live. Talk Radio is now on your TV. Download the Talk Radio TV app or go to talkradio.tv for details on how to watch. Coming up, the Foreign Secretary has summoned France's ambassador to the UK after the French seized a British scallop trawler in a dispute over post-Brexit fishing licences. Meanwhile, millions of homeowners will face higher mortgage payments as the Bank of England is expected to raise interest rates next week as a result of the chance budget announcements and e-cigarettes could soon be prescribed on the NHS in England to help people quit smoking. 6.34 is the time. This is Talk Radio. Good morning to you. Thank you very much indeed. I very much appreciate you joining me. And uh, lots, as always, to talk about a small matter of going to war with France, which we appear to be about to do permanently these days since uh, we've left uh, uh, the European Union. Uh, Yes, the uh, latest rules on where you can fish, where you can't fish and who can fish seem to have rather upset uh, quite a lot of the French uh, trawlermen. Uh, The French ambassador has been summoned to the Foreign Office for a formal rebuke after France detained the British scholar trawler in the dispute. Uh, France's diplomat, Catherine Colonna, is going to be called in amid a rapidly escalating row over those uh, fishing rights opposed to Brexit. Uh, believe, uh, it's believed that this is the first time in decades uh, that uh, Britain has done this with what place is supposed to be one of our closest allies. Uh, so we'll talk about all of that and plenty more besides. And joining me for the chat throughout is uh, comedian Dave Chawner. Good morning to you, Dave. Good morning. Lovely to hear from you. Thank you very much. I love, I just love that good morning. Um, clearly not a good morning for French trawler uh, fishermen. Um, are we allowed to say trawler, trawler men fishermen? I mean, I'm guessing they're largely men. I'm going to go with men. Um, but um, well, we, we constantly seem to be in battles right now. There's Northern Ireland Protocol. There's, there's some talks and reports yesterday uh, that we're going to unilaterally withdraw from Article 16, basically and how we actually go through sort of customs checks uh, over the Irish Sea between uh, Great Britain and Northern Ireland. Uh, battles over the fishing rights. We've had these threats of cutting off electricity to Jersey. Um, those have been repeated yesterday as well. Um, this calling in the ambassador, it's, it's a very formal thing, and it's the sort of thing you imagine from films, but it's actually very significant. It is a, uh, it is a very sort of formal, diplomatic way of saying, uh-uh, don't go there. Um do you think it's worth the battle, though? Well, I think it's the French that are going, uh-huh. Um, I th- 
It's one of the things. I love that they say they've been summoned for a rebuke. Don't tell them that's what it's for. Tell them it's something nice and then they will come willingly. <laughs> the way that they've phrased this is like Pretty Patel is going to be dragging the ambassador by the ear, telling her to tuck in her shirt before she sees Boris Johnson. I, can, I think it's, it's, it's very similar to that. Although of all the people in the world, you'd not have to tuck your shirt in before seeing. I think Boris Johnson <laughs> would be them. Um, I mean, the thing is Brexit was about many different things and and very different things for different uh, voters as well and as a Brexiteer for me it was about democratic accountability it's just that simple sovereignty it's just I want to know that when my government mucks up I've got a choice about booting them out. It, it, that that is it for me. So that's why I'm perfectly supportive of people in Scotland want to vote for independence or or, or whatever. It is. Any country, self determination and the right to control and have some say over what your government does is what matters. For a lot of people, it was about specific industries. It was about uh, you know cutting immigration levels, controlling immigration. It was about you know for fishing industry. It was about basically a completely depleted industry in the UK because EU fishermen were able to basically you know patrol in our waters and fish as they chose and and that basically made it you know very uncompetitive but it was a fairly fundamental issue wasn't it that we not only have control over our land but also our sea like every other sovereign nation state and it it seems to me to be very clear that you know it is up to the british up to jersey in this specific case who they give these fishing licenses to by all accounts from the jersey authorities the these you know you have a right to continue fishing there if you have proof that you have been doing it for years and and those who haven't provided that proof have not been given that extra right then they it is said by the british that 99% of applications have been granted does seem like something of a storm in a teacup here, in which case is this being sort of ramped up just for political purposes, particularly because small matter, Monsieur Macron is facing re-election next spring. Right, I think that's the big thing, isn't it? I mean, I find it fascinating with this that there apparently isn't a French equivalent of the phrase, there's plenty more fish in the sea. You know, <laughs> I've, I've talked about since Brexit was like, what, six seven years ago now like i've talked about fish more in that time than i ever have in my life and yeah. i'm vegan so i don't <laughs> know why that is <laughs> absolutely it has it has very much become uh the the big story hasn't it let's talk more about the budget as well because um uh, that of course the major event of this week but again very well it's typically typical now but certainly was not typical a few years ago that the budget was pretty much uh i mean it wasn't leaked out because there were official there were official statements from the treasury about what was going to be in the budget and in fact one of the biggest effects of uh, the the budget really was was a national insurance rise that comes in next april uh, and that wasn't even you know that was you know that was quite a few weeks ago that was announced um but there is an expectation now that millions of householders are going to face mortgage payments going up the expectation is that as a result of the extra spending we're seeing the bank of england in order to keep even vaguely to their targets with a they've got a two percent inflation target we're looking at four percent from all the predictions um but they are going to be raising interest rates now we're not going to be seeing you know them going from um the the incredible I mean, they are 0.1 percent i mean basically money's free right now um but they're looking to go to 0.2.5 percent next thursday but thought that by next spring they could hit one percent sounds very low but of course, a lot of people with very big mortgages and really being squeezed at the edges 
and a lot of businesses as well. And actually that could tip people over the edge. So it's a big concern that that is going to be one of the big fallouts for people in terms of their you know, cost of living for them. Are you concerned at all about that? You know what, every time a budget comes around, I am always concerned because I don't really know what an interest rate is. I just know I lose mine whenever people talk about it. (laughs) Fair enough. Except, you know, this is the thing. Um, Interest rates will go up very, very easily, but they tend usually not to go down when it comes to, um, you know, it still costs you a lot of money to borrow. But you're, you're not getting very much money on your savings. I mean, people who are relying, reliant on their savings accounts, particularly pensioners, they're getting, you know, zilch right now. So it'll be good news for them if it actually translates into extra payments for them on interest from their savings, which I doubt very much. But this is going to make a big difference to a lot of people in terms of what is going out at the end of the month. That, that's why it, that's why this always freaks me out because it makes such a, it's a huge thing basically yeah. i want to know if i'm going to be able to carry on living as i am or if yeah. me and my partner are going to be under a bridge bur- like burning rubbish in an unused bin huddled together for heat and and all of the things that i've read are like oh you're gonna be worse off you're gonna be worse yeah. off and i don't know who to believe but yeah. you know well, pretty much i think pretty much if you've got a job you're going to be worse off, I think is pretty much. I mean, they're just using, so in terms of the, the thresholds for paying different rates of tax, those are, are staying where they are. And of course, with you know people earning more because of inflation, um, lots more people are going to be dragged into high rates of tax. I think it's more than um, more than a million or two million people being dragged into the higher rate uh, of tax simply by that so-called fiscal drag, their PPE degree uh, kicking in there. Um, but of course, national insurance rise. And of course, we're all going to be seeing, uh, you know, eventually the, the, the costs are going to uh, come on to us for paying for all, all this extra spending. I mean, an extra, extra 150 billion pounds. It's got, it comes from somewhere, people. It, I mean, I, I know people like to think there's a magic money tree, but there really isn't one. I think, honestly, what people are more concerned about is I think people would be okay paying more tax as long as their quality of living and their quality of life went up. And I think that's what really annoys me is that when train fares, etc. go up, and is the service that I'm getting any better? Yeah, that's absolutely very crucial. And that's one of the things is that, you know, we, we don't have as good, I mean, sorry, I know people love the NHS, but in terms of outcomes, whether it's on COVID, heart disease, anything else, we do not have as good a health service as most of Western Europe, indeed quite large parts of Eastern Europe as well. Um, but we don't pay as much tax as they do actually i mean people you know we have a high tax burden here but we are actually a relatively low tax economy compared to a lot of those countries but a lot of people might say well i don't mind paying a lot of tax as long as i'm getting good services in return if the schools are great if the hospitals are great if the roads are good but if people are feeling that these services aren't there for them and they're not doing a good job and they're paying a higher rate of tax they might start feeling a little bit cross about it i, I certainly do Oh, a waste of taxpayers money i mean let's not forget test and trace things oh, like yeah. that just really like boil my wee no i'm I'm, (laughs) what a phrase at 6 43 in the morning can we also talk about mentioning the nhs um england is set to become uh well some of the headlines are saying the first country in the world to prescribe e-cigarettes to help smokers quit in fact i believe australia uh, has already done this but um basically even though of course vaping is not 100 percent safe and there's still some big question marks about its safety there's no doubt at all it's definitely safer than people smoking cigarettes and the uh, plan is according to quite a lot of the front pages today uh, that uh, e-cigarettes would be available on prescription so you know basically free for an awful lot of the people who do smoke um smoking is very much 
such a class issue now. Uh, people die um, in, you know, in working class poor areas and in northern or Midlands areas far more than they do in affluent southern areas of the country, largely down to things like higher rates of smoking. Um, do you think that giving vapes on the NHS is the answer? Or do you think that actually, I mean, it's a bit rich to ask people to pay for other people's, you know, I mean, basically, you know, their, their habits. If I was a cynical man, I would say that uh, like electronic cigarettes, chargeable cigarettes, just in time for rising electricity <laughs> prices, I, I, I'm sure they're completely unrelated. I, bottom line, I think if this helps people kick the habit, then in the long term, that's got to be a good thing. Well, and that's the NHS argument. It'll save them money in the long run in the same way they, they prescribe nicotine patches and things like that. But I have to say, as someone who I remember spending, I mean thousands of pounds on mm. on IVF and things and I can remember still vividly remember being in my local chemist and waiting for a prescription for something that I, I was I was on drugs that were costing 150 200 pounds a day um to try and maintain a pregnancy I'm not available on the NHS um and and the man next to me was standing in the queue complaining about how he's only been given two weeks of nicotine patches, not three weeks, and he was going on a holiday and he wouldn't be able to get another prescription. And I was standing there, I mean, absolutely fuming. But why not? If you can afford cigarettes, you can afford patches, you can afford nicotine gum, and you can definitely afford vaping. I know you have to buy the initial e-cig device, they're around 20 quid, um, and then replacement cartridges, but it's still a darn sight cheaper than smoking, and it won't kill you. Um, certainly not to the same extent as cigarettes will. Um, I'm just not entirely sure why my taxes should pay for that. I think I think the thing is with nicotine patches, that's just a slap. Whereas actually, it's not to do as someone that used to smoke years mm. ago. It, it's the actual physical thing of like yeah. taking yourself outside, etc. So hopefully that could help. And yeah, but they, no, honest, no, that's why no the e-cigarette. There's no doubt the biggest single fall in people smoking cigarettes now is not things like you know not being able to smoke in pubs and things. It is the advent of e-cigarettes. I'm sure you know I, I would rather people didn't smoke at all. But if that's the best way that people can find to give up smoking, brilliant, go for it. But I'm not quite sure why I should have to pay for it. Well, I suppose it's a preventative measure, isn't it, really? Like, you know, it's, and, and also, in terms of the grand scheme of things, this is going to cost buttons. You say that, but that's the thing. We said that about everything now. Once you've spent three or four hundred billion on, um, on, on paying for a pandemic, everything is buttons. But you know what? Those buttons add up over the years. I'm just thinking, I'm just thinking how many people are not going to get a cancer care they need? Uh, how, many, how many people are going to wait that little bit longer for an operation? Because the NHS is spending money on basically subsidising people's bad habits. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and give me a good review. And don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from 6.30 until 10. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.